Good morning, guys. You ever had anything just scare you? I mean, really scare you. Where you almost peed your pants? This is the man cave. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's Christmas week. A lot of you probably have today off. Where I am, in about three hours, we're supposed to get a blizzard. Is that not crazy? But I thought I'd get out, do this devotion for you, and get some what? Coffee. Guys, have you ever been scared? I mean, really scared. The most scared I've ever been in my life, God scared me. I was sleeping, and in the middle of my sleep... I heard the most terrifying voice and it was God's voice and he said he would not be mocked. It was like trembling waters. You'll read that in this book and I tell you what, what that means is it's like several different variations of the same voice all speaking at the same time, maybe different tones. It was in a very aggressive voice. I would perceive it as angry and he says, I will not be mocked. And I came out of bed and I was white as a sheet because I knew it was the voice of God. It wasn't me imagining it. It wasn't me dreaming it. It was God's voice. It was so audible and I, I was terrified. I literally was terrified and I started looking inwardly and I started confessing my sins. You know, when I was in fourth grade, I had this crazy friend. At one time we were uh, spending the night at his house and he asked me to go get some firewood for his dad because they had a fire. But he snuck around the other side of the house. And when I was getting the wood, he jumped out pitch black behind his house where the firewood was. And I had gotten firewood before. Oh my gosh, I, 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 think I, I think I peed my pants. I mean, I was terrified. There was a time when men scared me because they were threatening me. Guys, you never want to do that. You really don't. Because as you give it out, God says, I'm going to return it back unto you. Oh my gosh. But here we're going to have a story in the Bible. It's a biblical story. It's a Christmas story. And it's about guys and gals. Not actually gals, just guys like you and I. Listen to this story. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory. Now watch this. In our lifetime, 99% of people don't see the glory of God. I'd say 100% Moses got to see the glory of God. Actually, the Bible says that Moses was a friend of God. And Moses, when he was on the mountain, he says, I want to see your glory. I want to see you. God says, you can't see me. You can't see me in my full glory or you will instantly die. But I'll tell you what I'll do, Moses. I will put you in the cleft of the rock. You face in towards the rocks. When I go by, I'll put my hand over you to shield you, but you will see some of it. After that happened, Moses was never the same. What did Moses do? Because God did that, Moses was able to write the Pentateuch. He was able, God imparted to him this book, several things with it, like the first five chapters of this book, things he would have never known God gave him and he wrote them down. Also, what took place? 
He came off the mountain and he was glowing. The people could not look upon him because the glory of the Lord upon Moses, even though it was just the backside and God had his hand against Moses, it affected them. And, and, and I can't just share this with you guys. Anytime we have an encounter with God, it affects us for the rest of our lives. That's why we pray for these encounters. So these shepherds, we've heard this story and I don't know about you, but I probably have passed 25, 30, maybe 50 nativity scenes. And they always have these really good looking shepherds. I mean, they, they have this beautiful beard and you know, their hair slicked back. And in the day they probably were using ax deodorant. And I mean, they probably had just been groomed. No, no, and no. Why in the world is the announcement of the Messiah coming to shepherds? Because you would think that's how they are. They're clean cut. They're the outstanding people of society. No. These were renegades. These were gypsies. These were murderers and thieves. You never crossed a shepherd or you die. This is the guy who just did 30 years in San Quentin and got out and he can't find a job. And the only thing that's offered to him is being a shepherd. Okay. Shepherd were likened unto biker gangs. I mean, and look at, look at, no one dared take a freaking sheep to eat them. Why? Because you're going to deal with that guy over there. That guy's the kind of guy that's going to come to your house, kick in your door, slit your throat with a double-edged blade, okay? Take all your stuff to buy his sheep back. And God is announcing the good news to these guys? Why? Why not go to Herod's temple? Why not go to the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the sect, the Sadducees? Why not go to them? Because that's not who God intended the gospel to be for it's for everyone but jesus says not many rich people make it to heaven he's just not saying that because people make riches their god they make power their god they, they make this world their god jesus is using a parable where he's throwing seed everywhere that seed is choked out jesus's own words why the cares of this world men live like this is all there is and so they really don't care about him. In the back of their mind, yes, I want to go to heaven. Who doesn't? Even the people in hell want to go. Are you yelling at me, Matt? No, 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 no. No, this is the Christmas message. I'm not yelling at you. I love you. So God is sending his angelic angels to the worst of humanity. Doesn't make sense, does it? Well, you know, God says my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways. And my ways aren't going to make sense to you. Oftentimes, if it makes sense to me, it's probably not of God. Do you see what I'm saying? Because we hear all kinds of voices, do we not? I hear voices. Sometimes it's my self voice. You know what I'm saying? Man, you look good. <laughs> that was a joke. But we hear our self voice like we're talking to ourselves. Other times, we're hearing the voice of God, the Holy Spirit, still calm, quiet voice. God talks to us in a variety of ways. Don't put God in a box and say he can only talk like this. Other times we're hearing the enemy of our souls. With the enemy of our souls, when he speaks to me, this is just with me, but I'm going to throw you a free one this morning. Make sure you give me a thumbs up for it. Okay. Even if he's telling me to do something that's not wrong, my spirit is agitated. And I notice whenever the enemy comes along, He's really quick in speaking to me. Why? Because he doesn't want me getting familiar with that spirit that's harassing me. See, Satan sometimes will tell you to do things that aren't necessarily bad. They're just time wasters. And really what he's trying to do is raise you up and train you up to hear his voice 
and not God's voice. And so oftentimes he'll tell me to do something. Oh, hey, you need to do this. And I'm, it was like really quick. And then all of a sudden my spirit's agitated. That wasn't me. That wasn't God. What that was, was the enemy trying to get me used to his voice. But again, it's always quick and it always leaves my spirit very bitter, kind of agitated, very angry. We don't want that. So we hear all these different voices. The shepherds living out in the field nearby, they lived in the field. They didn't have houses. Do you realize that? They lived with the sheep. It's not like they have a condo in Miami and, you know, and, and, and something in Brentwood in California. No, they got nothing. I mean, they're homeless. Shepherds were homeless people. They're nomads, okay? And yet, again, God is sending the message to them because he wants everyone to know that the gospel is universal. All who will, but many don't take them up on the offer, which is just saddening. That's what makes me angry. I'm not against anyone, okay? But what makes me angry is people, I mean, in this life, you can choose God. You can repent of your sins. You can leave those things that not, are not of God and you can cling to Christ and you can get what I have, you know, light, okay? Truth, uh, God speaking to you every day. You're zealous for the Lord. You're filled with the wisdom of God. He safeguards you, protects you, loves you, sustains you. Oh my gosh, there's so much of God and, and it gets to the point, guys, you're not even asking God for anything because you have the best thing at all. When you're just kind of, and this is another free one, Bear, give me a thumbs up. When you're first in, in, in like, what would I say? In your Christian walk with the Lord, you, you're asking God for a lot of things. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, yeah, Lord, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? But there, there comes a time where there's a transitional point in your life. Uh, that's immature Christianity. That's kind of milk drinking Christianity. Yes, we have to pray for our needs, but we're really bombarding heaven, not with prayer requests for other people, not with the things that really matter in this life, but we're, we're praying to God for just kind of greediness, you know, for greediness sake. And, and again, I understand, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, but there comes a point where you start experiencing God. And as you start to experience God, like the shepherds, it changes your whole life. Now you understand that the greatest thing is the presence of God, sitting there in the presence of God. Yesterday I was sitting, I was drinking coffee and all of a sudden God said, it's time to go. I mean, it's just like that, it's time to go. And so what did I do? Immediately I got up. Do I need to know why it's time to go? I was really content drinking my free coffee and just sitting there and the atmosphere was great and had pretty decent music. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, it was a non-threatening environment. And um, here's the thing, when God says go, you go. Wherever the cloud went in the Old Testament, they would follow. Okay, they followed the cloud. It was a cloud by day to keep them cool, fire by night, okay, so they could see and it would keep them warm. So the shepherds are out in the field and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory shone round about them. And it says this, they were terrified. I mean, they're peeing their pants. Can you imagine the angel said, hey, 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 it's okay, it's okay. No, it's not okay, it's not okay. I'm out here in the pitch black in the glory of that one angel, because it's just one that announces the good news, okay, before all the multitude, it would have been like stadium lights. They'd never seen anything like this before, because again, it's the glory of the Lord, okay? It says, don't be terrified. I am terrified. I am freaking out here. <laughs> but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Yeah, you can say that because you're an angel, okay? <laughs> I bring you a list of things that you have to do in order to get to heaven. It's a long freaking list. And if you make one mistake, you're gonna burn in hell. This is the gospel. No, that's not the gospel. What does he say? I bring you 
good news. What's the good news? That a person like a murdering shepherd can make it into the kingdom of heaven by just change of heart, change of mind, being born again, repenting and following Christ. I bring you the good news, which is offered to who? Say it, it's offered to everyone. And this is going to cause great joy. Not it's gonna bring great joy, it's gonna cause. Once I tell you this, it's gonna cause great joy for all people. Salvation is universal. God is asking everyone to come and follow him exclusively. I can't believe some people don't wanna do that. I mean, I can't believe that we wouldn't, I just, honestly, this is me and you talk, I can't believe it. All, all the people I talk to and all the people that are part of all these different things, I can't believe you're not willing to leave that which is of earth and follow him which is of heaven. But that's your choice. I love you. Until the end, I will continue loving you. I don't mean you any harm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I want the best for you. I had a person the other day get mad at me. You know why they're mad at me? Uh, because I want them to get saved. Because they're sure they're saved. They're sure that their good works are going to usher them into heaven. They're sure that what they're a part of is going to help them to make it to heaven. And um, it's tragic. Here's the good news. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be assigned to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes. Have you ever heard that? Man, that sounds so Christmassy. You know, I always think of these brilliantly white, dazzling clothes, maybe with some glitter on the clothes. And, and they've been just washed in the best Tide pod. And then they were rinsed with downy, delicate. I mean, no, swaddling clothes mean rags that have been left over after wiping animals down. That's all they had. They had to put something around baby Jesus. You know, can you imagine Mary? Mary has been traveling for an awful long time. She was told by Gabriel, she's going to have the Messiah. And in her mind, like in your mind, she probably had it figured out. Man, I'm gonna go to Bethlehem. We're gonna stay in a bed and breakfast. It's gonna be so perfect. And there's gonna be like a bath and there's gonna be heated water and there's gonna be maid servants and manservants. And oh, just gonna be the absolute best. I love this. I don't know how God you're gonna do it, but you're gonna do it. And then they show up and what happens? She's giving birth, worst circumstances. It's like giving birth in a taxi or on a plane. Everyone's around, everyone's watching. You're embarrassed, even, even a woman giving you know, birth because here's the thing, you're all open down there. It's, it's, you know, it's like, oh my you gosh. You know who these people are coming in and out of the hospital room. And so this isn't the best circumstances for Mary. This isn't what she planned. This isn't what she thought. Expectation. I want it to be like this. Don't we all? I really want it to be like this. I want my need to be met this way. I want this relationship like this. I want this job. I want this career. I want God to do this and this and this and this. And here's the reality of it. And Mary was experiencing the reality. And now Mary is, what, turned down at the hotel, the Hilton and, and Garden? It's closed. Uh, even the Super 8, it's closed. Motel 6, it's closed. There's no room at the end or in people's hearts. They're just, she's just a person. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, no, I'm not just a person. God chose me out of all the women in the world. There was something about me. I don't know what it is, but there was something about me. And he chose me to have the Messiah and you're shutting me out. And one guy says, listen, training, it's cold. I'll tell you what, I got a barn in the back. I mean, this wasn't any, this is just say, if you, if you want to write it out, 
you know, until it's, it's, you know, until everyone leaves town and then you can find a place, that's fine. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm not making any special accommodations for you. And so Joseph, as a good husband, did the best of his ability. Do you understand? And they found some rags and they wrapped Jesus in probably what would be like crap rags or douche rags or donkey rags. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that were throwaways. He didn't care if anyone stole them. They're just laying around. That's your Messiah. He's identifying with sinful man, with being born in a manger. He's identifying with sinful man by the good news being announced to common everyday thieves, murderers, shepherds, rapists. He wants you to know who he's coming, who the core group who are going to respond to the gospel message. It's not the person like the Pharisee, the Sadducee, the religious leader, the ultra-rich, the ultra-powerful, the person who has mastered this life. It is not them. They don't need God. They literally don't need God. Who prays more, me or them? And I'm not bragging, but when I have a need, I'm petitioning heaven. They don't have any needs. The needs that I have, the things that I go through on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, the cares and concerns that I have, they don't have those. They, they've sheltered themselves, and oftentimes they've, they've, they've gotten to that place the wrong way. God says you don't do those things. But so the one angel's giving them the good news, and it is good news. You know why it's good news? Let's just take everyone out of the situation. It's because I was lost, and I'm rotten to the core. I'm, I'm, I'm likened unto the shepherds, meaning I could walk out there and the shepherds and they would be, give this guy some respect. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I, I understand who they are because that was me before God got a hold of me. I was the shepherd. I was the outcast. I was the guy that was not to be, you know, messed with. That was me. God's got a hold of me. He's forgiven me for all the foolishness. And it was, it was sin. It was darkness. Okay. You can't master this world because you can't master your heart. God said, I don't trust men because I know their heart. The heart is despicably wicked above all things. And then he says, who can know it? Only God knows your heart. We don't even know our own hearts. But the one angel is alone. And again, it's like daylight. And then suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appear and they're singing praises to God. Glory to God in the highest in heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Did you hear this? This is, this is written correctly. Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. What does that mean? What is written right there in the Christmas story? It's predestination. His favor does not rest on everyone. That's election. That's God, okay? grabbing one out of the fire and saving it. Who's he grabbing out of the fire? The guy that doesn't need him or the guy who desperately needs him and doesn't even know it? Oh my gosh, everyone needs God, okay? When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they understand it. Meaning this, there's, there's, it's not... Uh, let's, you know, I don't really want to go to Bethlehem. You know what I'm saying? That's going to take us an hour. I, I just want to rest. I, look at, look at, I, I'm almost on break time. You know, I, I, you know, it's lunch. Come on. No, no, no. They acted immediately. 
when God shows you something or God reveals something or God asks something, if it's not immediate obedience, guess what? It's disobedience. It means you're lukewarm to God. You already know what I'm going to say about being lukewarm to God. You don't want to do that, okay? So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. So can you imagine, Mary's already having a tough night. She's in the cave, she's having a rough night. There's animals, animals stink, they stunk. There wasn't a hose, I'm just, okay. Hey, uh, Junior, would you go wash all the animals? These animals stunk. They were rolling around in their own crap, in their own piss, you know what I'm saying? There's dirty hay everywhere. Do you think the innkeeper's coming out and keeping it clean? No, it was a barn, that's what it was. Okay, so she's getting over that, and she's just sitting there, and she, I don't know if she was in pain or not in pain, but I don't know of any woman that has a child that wasn't in pain. And then, listen to this, the worst of humanity shows up. Then, can you imagine you're giving birth at a hospital, in a hospital setting, and then a biker group comes in, they have their Hell's Angel leather jackets on, and their tattoos, and their piercings, and I mean, they have, they've been cut, and they have scars, and black eyes, and they stink. I mean, did they show up? We heard some good news, man. You had a baby. I mean, she was probably out of her freaking mind. And Joseph thinks this. I'm going to freaking die. I'm going to die. Dang it, man. This is not how it was planned. I mean, everything's gone wrong. It's the expectation that did not come to pass versus this. What is this, Lord? I mean, do you not get like that? Do you not get there sometimes? This is not how it was supposed to go. But it's how God wanted it to go. And so once they start speaking for a couple minutes, Joseph's probably tapping her. Breathe in, Mary. Breathe in. Breathe out. I already had the baby. I know. Keep on breathing in and breathing out. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's going to be okay. And it was okay. See what I'm saying? It's the greatest news ever. God didn't come to save the righteous. He came to save people like you and me. Give him all of your life. Because in 33 years, he's going to give all of his life for you. Hey, Merry Christmas.